Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. What's new, Pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa. Welcome to the UK Tech Weekly Podcast, the UK's premier audio asterisk, spreading audio smiles every Friday. The UK Tech Weekly Podcast is an infotainment hug from the editors of PC Advisor, TechWorld, MacWorld UK and ComputerWorld UK. You can find us on Acast, on SoundCloud, on iTunes and more. Every Friday we head to an audio shed, meticulously sorting through our audio screws and nails, piling up audio plant pots and stockpiling audio lawnmowers and leaf blowers in order to bring you no more than 40 minutes of informed tech chat on the hot tech topics of the past seven days. Don't forget to subscribe, review and tell your friends. I'm Matt Egan, Editorial Director of IDG UK, and today I'm delighted to be joined in conversation by the leader of the groove with the voice that's silky smooth, Henry Burrell, Burrell staff writer <laughs> of PC Advisor. Smooth, good morning. The uh, strongest flower is the source of all our power, Charlotte G, Editor of Tech World. Good morning. And the mangy fox with the fluorescent orange locks. <laughs> <laughs> David Price, the acting editor of Macworld UK. That's lovely. This week we are talking (laughs) OnePlus, fake news and the removal of all privacy. I, for one, welcome all of the new overlords for whom I will soon be underlording. Snooper loopy nuts are we, we're all snooper loopy. Charlotte G. Big brother and big sister are watching us all, legally. Why? Okay, so basically um, the House of Lords passed the Investigatory Powers Bill this week. That is also known as the Snoopers Charter, although the government really doesn't like it when you say that. But anyway. Um, so How that, are they going to find out? Well, oh, yeah. uh, they may be listening to us now. Who knows? That That's going to be in force in a few weeks. Once the Queen has signed it, passing it from a bill into an act. Well, that's quite good because the Queen is famous for her tech knowledge and scrutiny of laws that are passed. Well, it, it's actually signed on... Uh, it's also signed on some kind of uh, animal skin. I think it's vellum is what it's called. Not, so not mangy fox. This is the, not a mangy fox. <laughs> Can we leave that behind? Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so basically this means that um, already, already your phone company is required to store records um, for the last 12 months, but now it also means that web companies, so your broadband provider basically will have to store records of all the websites you visit for 12 months for access by police security services or David other suddenly went really pale when you said that about no, really. <laughs> no I did and, and this so they store this information and yes. give it to who well basically 
whoever, not whoever asked for it, that's not fair. Um, the police or security services or other public bodies. That does sound to be like vague. whoever asked for it. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, they have to uh, get a warrant, which is approved. By the Home Secretary? Yes, by the Home Secretary. There's also, there's sort of various different levels of oversight. There are also for more, uh, sort of for bulk data collection, you also can have a sort of, uh, I think there's, they're talking about an investigatory powers commissioner who's going to be created. Wow. That's going to also oversee... Power Ranger. Power Ranger, <laughs> some might say. Um, so, yes, I mean, they, they'll be able to acquire and analyse bulk data sets. So that could be like our NHS medical records, for example. How long do you think it'll be before it gets hacked and spread across the internet? That is an extremely pertinent question. Well, yeah, because... That's a clever way of not answering it. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it definitely will be. It will be hacked, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah, because talk talk kept everyone's stuff on yeah. it and they got hacked by a 17 year old yeah <laughs> who literally bought some off the shelf software and used it to ha- hack them so yeah that's that's how good the authorities off the shelf software called what's it called McHack McHack <laughs> easy Don't hack know. that's nothing you should see what Donald Trump's 10 year old son can do with his laptop oh god <laughs> does he have a 10 year old son I thought, wasn't he going to yeah, be yeah. a security... He does. Uh, oh, okay. Security, security advisor. He probably is going to be after all the other people. And he was like, talking about cyber, then he just said, oh, yeah, cyber's yeah. great these days. You should see what my 10-year-old son can do. And that was it. And that's yeah. All. Oh, God. That's, yeah. So was this Snoopers Charter Stroke... Investigatory awesome, Powers Bill. Awesome, great thing the government's doing <laughs> yeah. for all of us. Yeah. That was Matt. Um, <laughs> it, so practically, is, I mean, is, is it even possible? Are the other companies, I presume they have to do this... So they're just going to fall into line? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they don't really have any choice. I mean, where it gets quite interesting is where you look at things like encryption. Yeah. Because the government said that uh, companies need to help them get around encryption, ah. which is a little bit weird. Although, of course, if that company is based in the US, then the government doesn't have any jurisdiction over them. But also the, so, the encryption companies themselves... That's a whole other story. They can't but, necessarily even help. Well, no, but they like all, all the encryption standards that were written in the sixties and onwards were deliberately written mm. with flaws in them, so that governments could get into yes. them. Yes, because a lot of it was funded by governments. Yes. in the early days. So that's something to be aware of when you're encrypting your uh, private documents. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, for one, have nothing to hide. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's it's quite interesting. I mean, if anyone who who cares about this, uh, I mean, obviously everybody the, should care about it. I mean, everyone should care about it. The um, if they have something to hide, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Conservatives. I mean, okay, this has gone through the House of Lords, and like people don't really care about the House of Lords particularly. But in terms of the Commons, who supported it and who was against it, Labour either supported it or abstained. I can't actually find a record of Jeremy Corbyn voting oh, on such, it. They're such a limp Weirdly. non-opposition, aren't they? Just, uh, the Lib Dems opposed it. Nick Clegg voted against it. Yeah, good old yeah, Lib Dems. Um, like the, the Lib Dems did, did vote against it, but obviously uh, it was 444 MPs to 69 against. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah. So that's uh, the that's thing that's happening. Is there anything... That, so you, clearly you feel that this is something that should be opposed. Is there anything at this stage that can be done? Not really. <laughs> what about in terms of uh, practical applications? I mean, is there anywhere where you can prevent your data being uh, accessed? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, if you... Unfortunately, it's really hard to talk about this without getting into the realms of sounding like, like you're, you're a bit mad. But, I mean, if you if you want to... Take then that ship sail, Charlie. Yeah, <laughs> in my case, it went in a long time ago. Um, I mean, you could use uh, VPN or Tor. Uh, you could use encrypted messaging apps. 
Um, probably a lot of people won't. I mean, one interesting thing that did occur to me is that um, a lot of people kind of say, oh, well, as, as you've kind of joked about, but seriously do say, I've got nothing to hide. I have um, nothing to hide. <laughs> but... <laughs> Um, this I know you want us to say it's not the point. But. No, I know, I know. No, but it's clearly not. The point. Know, it, but uh, um, and also, it's a bit like you know, none of us have anything to hide in. Say, for instance, our work email, right? But if yeah. somebody wanted to fire you and they trolled for all of your work email, yeah. they could find something and use it to could get they? to fire you. Yeah, absolutely, they could. Uh, but I, it certainly used to be illegal mm. to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, with good reason, because you know, it, the idea is not to create an environment or a state. Mm. In which, you know, anything you do out of context can be taken yes. and, and used against you. Yes. And there's also no objective sort of right and wrong in this. Yeah, so we, we're all acting as if there's just these embarrassing things you might have done. Yeah. But what if the thing that you did was um, oppose Donald Trump, you know, 10 years down the line? Yeah. I well, for that, one welcome it. Donald <laughs> that, That's extremely pertinent, actually, because GCHQ has a, twice an agreement with the NSA where they basically share all of their data. Yeah. Well, we're so, worse I mean, than the it isn't. We, 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 yeah, we, we basically are. cough up our information to yeah. them. Yeah, we do. We, we kind of do just. I was going to use a horrible analogy there. But yeah, we, we, are, we are certainly very uh, open to America, put it that way. <laughs> oh, God. What was, the, what was the analogy? <laughs> Much worse. I was going to say something awful, but it's actually unsuitable. You for could the just say roll over. Yes, yes, we roll, we roll over right. uh, for America, definitely, in Very that regard. David. Um, <laughs> But of course, I guess if it, the, the point is that if anyone, a lot of people sort of say, oh, I, I sort of trust the government with these powers or whatever. But the question isn't so much do you trust yeah. the government, it's do you trust every future government every that possible could future government. possibly well, happen. That's exactly the issue with Obama setting up yeah. that surveillance state in America, which he is now handing the keys yeah. of yeah. to Donald Trump. To Trump. So, yeah. you know. so on that basis, oh, oh dear. I mean, there's not, not much I can say to be that reassuring because <laughs> it has now passed into law. It's just a shame that. Uh, I mean, it didn't get as much scrutiny as perhaps it should have done, apart from a few security nut people. That people don't get it, politicians Mm. don't really get it. No, they don't. It's also not been that widely reported in mainstream media. Yeah, that's that's true. It's Um, nowhere near the BBC. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one because actually there there was a guy who's the independent reviewer of terrorism legislation who did a report on this called David Anderson, and he recommended lots and lots of changes. And the government seemed to have just kind of gone... "Mm." Not really done any of them, so it's interesting. Uh, I'll be interested to hear what he thinks. Anyway, and introducing our special. No, he's not here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yes, that's just a, a bit more bleak news for everyone. Happy Friday. Great. Does anybody know when the last time was that the monarch didn't sign a bill into law? This monarch has never done that. Is it going to be like Charles the Second? It would cause a constitutional yeah. crisis. She's probably going to lose a job if she does that. She, she can't really. She's knocking on a bit. She might as well do it now. Do you know what? I think let's try and... That's our last hope. Let's try and directly appeal to her Madge. Yeah. Say to her, please don't sign it. You know, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> a constitutional crisis. Well, Doesn't no, the government I think, just have the what? power to say, we're going to do it anyway? Yeah. Yeah, well... Yeah. well it's more a figurehead thing, Actually, we don't really know, because if the Queen said no, then it wouldn't pass into law. So we don't really, we don't really know... I mean, they, they, the government did talk about reforming the House of Lords yeah, after... They have a bill for overruling the House of Lords, but <coughs> they I don't do, know if they have the a Queen. bill for overruling the Queen because it's never been tested, has it? That's yeah. What I mean. It's interesting. They've also abandoned any plans to... They were talking about kind of reforming the House of Lords after they stopped the child credit changes going through last year, but they seem to have gone, oh, well, 
if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, they always do that, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Like Blair came in with a massive mandate and desire to reform the House of yes. Lords, fired all the uh, uh, hereditary peers, and then filled it with. Got scared, yeah. and then they just crept up and up again with political appointees. Yes. Great. Okay, uh, let's go around the room. Uh, nothing to hide, nothing to fear. Or, four legs bad, two legs good. What? <laughs> Henry Burrell. It, yeah, four legs bad, two legs good. What does that mean? Pies. That's well, Animal that's Farm, isn't it? No, that's no, the wrong way around. What does that actually mean? No, it's four legs good, two legs bad. To start off no, no, with it is... And then it changes when the pigs stand up. Oh, yeah, I forgot I, about that bit. I think this shit through, you know. <laughs> yeah, you do actually, don't you? He swore, he did a swear. David yeah. Price. I think everything to hide, everything to fear. That wasn't one of the options, but okay. <laughs> I didn't really understand the nature classic of the other one. Classic Mangy Fox. <laughs> G. Four legs bad, bad, two legs good. Yeah. Excellent. We're going to get in there, but I think we have consensus around the table. We'll take a short uh, break and we'll be back in a couple of seconds. I read the news today, oh boy. Donald Trump has been assassinated by Hillary Clinton's sex robots. <laughs> <laughs> David Price, what is reality anyway? Well, all right, here's, a, here's an interesting fact for you, quite a nicely timed fact. The, uh, you remember the word for the year last year? I think it was the Oxford Dictionaries. When they add um, a word. Well, they, it's not no, like they they've added a word, one. but they picked oh. their sort of most mm. Brexit uh, this year, wasn't it? timely. No. no. So last year it was the um, emoji crying with tears of joy, oh, yeah. which is, you know, good in a way. This year it's post-truth. Mm. Post-truth. Mm. And that sort of sums up what's... I have to talk about today because this week uh, Facebook and Google have declared war on a slightly late, you might say, <laughs> have declared war on um, fake news. Oh. Yeah. Um, I might just have to go check our sites. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, so the, on Monday, uh, Google said that they're going to cut off everybody who peddles lies and fake news and sort of parody news that's mm. not properly labelled. The Daily Mail better be um, pretty worried right now. I think there's quite a few people who are going to be worried. Uh, they're going to be all going to be cut off from Google's ad network. And then a couple of hours later on the same day, good old Facebook um, did the same thing. Um, but and how is that going to I mean, how is mm, that going to happen, really? OK, so, well, we, we don't know the details. So it, this might just be, um, uh, well, it almost certainly is just reaction to the uh, criticism that Facebook particularly got uh, in the wake of the US elections. Mm. And some people actually think that... The uh, misinformation that's been, I mean, just riotous on Facebook mm. over the last few months uh, may have influenced the election. Mm. Um, Did you see there was a, uh, sorry to interrupt, there's a guy who um, please do. disseminates these stories, he writes them and makes loads of money from it. It's and Paul he... Horner. No, someone yeah. else, can't remember his name. Not, not, that, not that man. <laughs> yeah. Was it? Um, <laughs> was it? Was it Barry John, Johnny? <laughs> <laughs> Um, what did this man say? Uh, he, he basically said uh, that he did believe that uh, the stories they'd written had had, had quite an influence. I mean, he, they, he'd made a lot of money from this. It definitely um, sounds like Paul Horner. Um, I mean, Are you sure it wasn't Paul Horner? Did he say, did he say this check. in a real news new story? <laughs> in, the Washington, in the Washington Post. Oh, that's, that's uh, really definitely nice. Paul Horner. Okay, okay, Paul, Paul Horner in that case. I, mean, it? I thought it was someone else. Okay, yeah. but anyway, <laughs> it, it's sort of scary because most, uh, apparently Facebook is now where most Americans get their news. Well, the, the Pew Research did uh, a survey on this and they said that like 60% of people get some or all. Yeah, so isn't it, isn't it the most 
popular place from which people get yes. some information. Exactly. Yeah, the not like they go there for yeah. news. It's yes. where they see what they appropriate to be news. But this, is, yeah. this is what the funny thing is, is that um, in a separate um, survey, like a third of people said they wanted to see less news on Facebook. Yeah. So people are going there and they're trying to look at, you know... Or it's not Paul Horner's Media. birthday drinks. Exactly. <laughs> and they get, you know... Instead they get Hillary Clinton somewhere. has murdered yeah. uh, somebody sex robot or whatever that. Mm. story was um so you know we don't know how they're going to do it um but one of the things that um came out after the election was that uh, zuckerberg said that 99 percent of what's on facebook is is true um which is, <laughs> That's which a ridiculous is sort of, statement which is sort of obviously wrong and yes. at the same time kind of oh. um worrying because if they know about the one percent that isn't mm. true how is it still on there? Uh, yeah, Why yeah. is it taking so them this long? It's a question of responsibility, isn't it? Because yeah. they're the, they're the me- yeah. They would argue, I suspect, that they're the medium rather than the content itself. Yeah. They're a platform. If you yeah. That's getting a bit. Yeah. That's wearing a bit thin, though. I mean, they fired <laughs> all of their human <laughs> editors, and it does seem that after that happening, reasonably predictably, the quality dropped. Well, it, yeah, it was a fascinating series of events because, um, they, yeah, you're right. They had a, a human curation team mm. who would, um, it, it emerged, were systematically pruning out um, yeah. right-wing conservative stories. Right. And when this came out, there was obviously a huge scandal because that, mm. you know, displays bias. And, and Zuckerberg himself has said a lot of anti-Trump things and yeah. does seem to be broadly left-wing. Mm. Um, so then in response to that, they got rid of them, replaced them with an algorithm. Then there was um, a plan to uh, to change the algorithm um, to to penalise fake news, and then they found that that would unfairly penalise right wing news because all the right wing sites are much more liable to talk spouting uh, horse rubbish than the left wing <laughs> sites. So then they couldn't do that either because again yeah. they were getting accused of bias of trying to be yeah. accurate. Maybe just hire some people. Like they've got loads of money. Just get well, some, they, get well, some they people just that find those people. Fact so check. We'll just hire them back hire again. Them again, but just tell them not to be biased well the um, pro- the, i mean the problem was some of the the accusations of bias have sort of been slightly unproven it's been it's certainly yeah, been course. it's been a grievance that that right-wing sites have had and they had a big meeting with people like Breibart, yeah. uh, known yeah. purveyors of quality editorial and they kind of um tried to appease them a bit but in reality maybe as you say maybe they were just more likely to be it might just be a question of funding rubbish. you know because i see a lot of Crap from the Canary, from Canary, the Canary. Yes, Canary also, which is does right, which is left wing. Yes, yeah. that's but, true. But totally, like, it's Norwich Football Club, isn't it? It is indeed. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, saw, also... I saw it backward and forward on the broader point here because, like you know, I wouldn't. On the one hand, it it sort of feels like yes, there must be influence. All this information must be influenced. But then, then there is the echo chamber effect, and media has always been a bit like that. You know, you always, the country always gets the media it deserves. Mm. The reason why the Mail and the Express and the Telegraph actually are so horrible is because they're challenged and they're trying to flog newspapers or attract people into the sites. So it obviously has some sort of... You know, the reason why uh, women's magazines body shame is because women buy those magazines. You know, Mm. and it becomes... But then at the same time, it's clearly a very unhealthy environment. So I I just... I'm I'm never... Mm. I'm never sure whether, whether it is actually peddling influence or it's... It's a reaction to attitudes that are out there. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, there's, I mean, there's two aspects to that. One is that Facebook is now in the invidious position of simultaneously claiming it didn't have yeah. anything to do with the election and, and trying to tell its advertisers that it's an influencer. Mm. Mm. Um, uh, yeah. I, well, I mean, the problem is that I guess that people the sort of echo chamber issue is that 
financially that that makes perfect sense for Facebook because they want you know the more you engage with it the better it is and you're more likely to engage and like something that you agree yeah. with or enjoy yeah, so I guess do we know if the algorithm um that they now use does it is it does it amplify news that your friends on Facebook interact with yeah, it's, Therefore, it's engagement. Like amplifying. More engagement. Yeah. yeah. So the more outrageous yeah. the story is, the more, of course, more people, more people engage with it. And so you're kind of radicalizing an already perhaps slightly misled. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, think, they, I think they yeah. it clearly has an influence. Yeah. And um, and the engagement, you know, it's this idea that by getting rid of the humans, that gets rid of the biases mm. is absurd because yeah, every yeah. algorithm has a bias. Yes, it does. And in this case, it's, it is eminently gameable, which means that whichever mm. side of the debate is more willing and more competent at, um, creating snackable bullshit will win the argument. It's just, it's just a more efficient, faster version of what's happened forever. But it's, newspapers, <laughs> you know, newspapers yeah. have, have always been patronised by wealthy, almost always men, mm. who have a particular point of view that they want to peddle. Or, yeah, although this is, although the problem is that that I, I, I see what you mean, but then the problem with this is that some of these stories are, I mean, they they were kind of spinning someone's take on it, whereas a lot of these stories. Are just completely just fabricated. That, that's what's yeah. new. I mean, uh, yeah, like like Nick Davis in Flat Earth News describes the way that great the, book, uh, which is a great book, the way that the news media has been essentially dismantled since yeah. the rise of the internet and before that, Rupert Murdoch smashing the print unions. So these days, none of the uh, papers have um, the resources to fact check, and, yeah. and they, you know, as a matter of economic reality, they just churn stuff out, and they are therefore. I would say I, com- I totally take that point, but I would say that a, a little bit like you know the. The, the norm in the recording industry to make loads of money from selling records yeah. really only existed in yeah. the late 60s through the 70s mm. and the 80s and that that um, all the president's men media that we remember so fondly at most 40 years in history if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers with Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mm-hmm. You know, if you read about when Jack the Ripple was on the loose and stuff like that, newspapers were just writing the most <laughs> scurrilous things. Mm. You know, it's, it's a 20th century phenomenon. Really. Yeah. I, and I mourn the passing of it, yeah. but, mm. but it's not, you know, it's not well, entirely think, new that people fabricate stuff what, and print what, it. What maybe is new is that you have simultaneously the, um, the lack of fact-checking that, okay, that was commonplace pre, what we're going to say, 1950s, um, but we also have the amplification of modern technology. Yeah, mm. so, it, yeah. so, it, it's, so it's quicker, it's, it's more audacious, it yeah. and it's efficient, yeah. which is yeah. a combination I don't think we've yeah. seen before in history. And I'm not sure that those scurrilous, I mean, actually, you know more about history than me, <laughs> could, could those scurrilous you know, 1920s broadsheets have changed the outcome of a political election. I don't, I, I don't know. know. I don't know if it has happened this time. That's why. That's why I would say. I think. I mean, like for instance, take the Brexit vote, um, which was clearly influenced by lies. Because mm. you, you ask many, many people that voted for Leave, they now wish they changed their mind because they've discovered that the things they were told were wrong. Well, I'm not Some sure. Of them. I'm not Some sure you've got data to back that up. Uh, but, but, <laughs> so, my fingertips uh, possibly not but but, uh, but um, yeah that, that they were is... they were lied to but I, I still think yeah. it's slightly different it's probably slightly different to the Trump phenomenon I think probably it's probably it's probably a little bit of a stretch to uh, the point I was going to make was that um, like on a pure maths basis in terms of just just specifically newspapers so actually it's not the right point because we're talking about social media here but um, prior to the Brexit vote. A bit like Trump saying he wouldn't accept the result if he lost. Mm. A lot of the word coming out of the lead camp was, yeah. well, we lost because the newspapers were all against us. Because yes. only the Express all the way through was for lead. Yes. But I've just realised we are talking about social media, which is a completely yeah. different... Uh, yeah. The thing that's weird, though, is that they're very... A lot of these people kind of think, uh, you know, the elite is lying to us and don't believe the mainstream media and so on. But then they're so willing to believe... That's the a lot of the things that they read, yeah. which I just don't understand. So it's kind of like, but yeah. Hillary murdered but someone. But anything, oh, okay. anything you read that you disagree with... Yeah, yeah. must be wrong. Lie, and anything you agree with yeah. must be right. And and what's yeah. actually changed is that there's no um, intervening yeah. point of, is that right? There's, yeah. no, there's no fact check. There's no sort of mental fact checking. Yeah, um, it's, Do you, it's do you think the fact that we can always look back on everything that's been written online as well kind of means it just extends the narrative yeah because before you go out and buy a newspaper and you read something and you might believe it without really thinking about it but then it's gone the next day mm. and you can't think... go and check it whereas I now you, you, you search for something and you can see an article that was written two months ago or an article that has today's date on it that was written four months ago but you don't know, <laughs> you also don't know when it was changed like. yeah exactly mm. i mean you can you you can use stuff like the wayback machine to discover when things have been changed but the point is that people don't care because it gets deluged by the next load of information we have too much information yeah that, that always happened with yeah, print but people were less aware of it with print i think the stuff that people like you remember that one about um who is it? The, the the wrong election result dewey beats uh, Truman was it and, they, and that was on the front page of the newspaper and they got it wrong and people show that today and people have copies of that today. like that video where they crowned Miss Universe and they got it wrong <laughs> well I suppose like that. That. <laughs> all, all the most <laughs> significant elections <laughs> but the stuff that's written now is, is forgotten the next day or yeah. changed the yeah. wrong Miss Universe sorry I'm not going to it's a funny video you should check it out but how can it be on the, the wrong internet. Miss Universe 
No, she wasn't. She, they were standing there and she was like, it's blah, 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 Miss whatever. Yeah. And they were like, and she's like, oh my God. And then they were like, oh, actually, wait, no, it, it was the other one. If that happened in Britain, they would have just gone with it probably. Like, oh yeah, no, no, it's fine. Like, it's <laughs> oh, just to be honest, they could have got away with it I anyway. think every woman is Miss Universe. <laughs> <laughs> that was Matt. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to respond to that. <laughs> anyway... Uh, so well, who what thinks... are we going to do then? <laughs> well, I, about Miss Universe or about the fake news? All, all I really think it. I really think it changed the outcome of both the Brexit vote and um, the election. That's because you read it online. We'll, um... well... But do we think we'll, that? We'll do we think that because out. we were all convinced, potentially, to an extent, by social media as well, that it was going to go the other way? Well, I'll tell you what is interesting yeah. is that traditional media in both cases got it. Absolutely yeah, they did. Wrong. Yeah, but that's because the polling, of the polling industry. Game over. Yeah, that, that I, business is finished. But now. it doesn't work in specific situations. It doesn't work if one side is stigmatised and the other isn't. Because mm. then everybody that was going to vote for the stigmatised side won't admit it. To yeah, the they, yeah, they get the shy, case, shy Tory. Yeah, effects. well, in this case, both sides were one side that was perceived to be racist, and nobody's going to say yes, I'm going to vote for but the, the groping. Right, but that's, the, that's, the, that's the, the most recent three major um, elections of which we're yeah. all aware in the English-speaking world. Yeah, no one knows. Completely wrong by the polling. Having having worked previously for a couple of different pollsters, it's been an interesting thing to observe. A lot of there's been a lot of soul searching going on right now, as you can imagine, in the polling industry. But I think people keep on trying to find reasons. Like uh, Labour voters are more likely to respond to polls in the first place for various different reasons. Some of which I'm not sure are true or not. They're but, telling everybody what they think, don't they? <laughs> I think I think there might be a shy. I think there might be also a, a, a kind of Trump. People don't want to admit that they're voting for him factor so, as well. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. I think that yeah, it's it's now really hard to take any of it. It so might be one of those things that we'll have to view from a historical perspective, yeah. presuming there is a future. Um, <laughs> which, which is that you know we, we're seeing this as an end point, but it's probably part of a fairly major transition in the way mm. people create and consume information. Yeah. Um, and and maybe you know a few years down the line. I mean, it is an industrial revolution. It's an industrial revolution for the information industry, um, and s- some kind of people do value facts mm. in their in their information, or we think they do. Traditionally, do, do they? they? That's the well, that's yes, some of idiots. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We 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 fact check everything we do. I just want to make that clear. We absolutely do. Yeah. I fact check everything I read as well. I fact check everything that you people say to me as well. I'm going to go back to my desk now. How do you fact check a new story? I just think, is it true? (laughs) (laughs) Which I tell you, it's more than a lot of people do on Facebook. I I take it on uh, the level of vehemence with which my friend insists that, yes, that definitely was what happened. I think it's the inverse correlation of that. The more they protest. Yeah. Interesting. Good. Okay. Well, uh, let's go around the room then. Um, Post-fact world, or we don't need experts. I can't remember which is a good one or a bad one. Let's say post-fact world is a good one. We don't need experts is a bad one. Henry? We don't need experts. David Price? Are you saying we don't need experts? Well, no, look, I've got it. He said that was a bad one. (laughs) I'm agreeing that this is bad. Oh, so you're saying that this is bad. Yes, these things are bad. (laughs) (laughs) Charlotte? Yes. I think I think the exact quote is we're we're sick of hearing from experts. We're sick of we're hearing sick. from experts. He said it again recently. Gove was on the radio. He said it again. He should subscribe to this podcast. He should. I don't think I could hate him any more than I currently do. But no, now well, I do. Yeah. I think I might have seen him in a pub near my house. He is an MP near my house. 
uh, in the weekend when he was unsuccessfully trying to become the Prime Minister. Yeah. And if it was him, he was sitting on his own drinking a pint. Quite a sad way around Cardigan. So it can't have been him because he would have been out campaigning somewhere. No, uh, he, a lot of people see him around. Uh, Dan, Dan saw him in uh, Soho recently buying a salad box. <laughs> this is just turning to anecdotes. <laughs> of, of Michael Dan. Fact check that. Yeah. Right, let's take a short break and when we come back we're going to talk about phone. OnePlus Tanamera. OnePlus Tanamera. My hero, OnePlus Tanamera. <laughs> Henry Burrell, why does OnePlus One plus 3T equal awesome? <laughs> I was never very good at maths. But after the last two sections, this is a slightly fluffier segment <laughs> for the, yeah. listen, for the listener. On. Let's hear about your phone. There's a new phone. Yay! <laughs> Isn't that fun? Consumerism is bad. Yeah. Aww. And... Um, it's where you store all your websites and look at all your fake news. <laughs> Handy. Anyway, the company who won't like me referring to them as a plucky upstart, uh, the plucky upstart, OnePlus, Chinese company, uh, been making phones for a few years now. Why haven't they got a Chinese name like Huawei and the other ones? <laughs> Don't know. Just so people can say it. Brilliant. I um, respect and admire every decision made by our Chinese <laughs> <laughs> So Charlotte has a OnePlus 2, yep. uh, there was a OnePlus 3, and then, oh. yeah, this week we went to the launch of the OnePlus 3T, What? Uh, which is a upgrade on the OnePlus 3 five months after it launched. So it's kind of um, repeating the pattern that we've seen with companies like Sony, who've been doing it for a while. Um, Rumours are HTC will be doing it soon as well, yet to be confirmed. Can everyone just stop at releasing new versions yeah. of the phone I've got? New phone. <laughs> it doesn't actually make your phone yeah. any worse. Yeah. Your phone's still fine. Don't worry yeah. about it. And the oh, thing that's thanks. got some people annoyed, so OnePlus, OnePlus are generally perceived as being good value for money. Um, and I went to the, this event um, where the co-founder was the other day and I walked into the room and he just immediately shook my hand. I was like, all right, how's it going? And he was like, hi, I'm fine. We don't like being called like <laughs> value for money. It was like the first thing he said to me after hello, which fair play. But Is he, that he, was, he was he's very on something you'd written. No, he was like oh, I was just talking to this other journalist, and then he was like, we don't like to be perceived as good value for money. What? We want that to be bad value for money. As good value for money, sorry. We want to be perceived by the brand and everything. So it was immediately a very focused guy who's releasing this phone, and he's, he's on the defensive a little bit. Because... Which is eye twitching as he said. This. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, this phone might annoy people if they're listening, if they have a OnePlus 3, um, because it's an upgrade to that phone, which is more expensive and is only five months after it came out. So I think we've talked about on this pod before, when the OnePlus 3 came out, it was £309. Then of that pesky Brexit went up to 329 mm. uh, And then five months later, this phone... It's good value for money, isn't it? It is good value for money. Really oh, good if there's one thing I say about OnePlus... <laughs> it's good value for money. Well, it's true. But I mean, I'm kind of, sorry, Carl. <laughs> kind of built a brand... Kind of built a brand which is pretty sort of cool within tech circles, but yeah. on the basis of making really good phones, but they are good value for money. I mean, that's <laughs> I know, are. and it's strange that he was so adamant. The first thing he said to me was, "Was that?" Uh, so this new phone is OnePlus 3T. Um, it will be three hundred and ninety-nine. Turns the page three hundred ninety-nine pounds, Mister Egan, um, which is maths fans will appreciate ninety pounds more. <laughs> than the OnePlus 3 was five months ago. Mm. And then they're also doing a 64 gigabytes, 128 gigabyte version is 439. Mm. So maybe 
they've just done that so that we can't say it's good value for money. But it still it, sounds pretty good. It's value. still quite yeah. cheap. <laughs> yeah, when you compare it to compare oh, it to dear. a Samsung or an iPhone, which is which is a fair comparison because yeah. it's mm. high quality kit. But where before you could kind of specs. look at it and say three hundred quid for a OnePlus, uh, six hundred pound for an iPhone. Yeah. Now you're looking at it and thinking, well, it's only one hundred and sixty pounds more for an iPhone. Mm. Why don't they just make it a thousand pounds? If oh, they're they so bothered, yeah. yeah, then it really won't be good value for money. And then if anybody buys it, they make more money. Brilliant. So the only difference is between it and the last one. Uh, there's a slightly darker colour of it. Brilliant. It has a faster processor, does have a bigger battery, and mm. the front-facing camera is 16 megapixels, which is the same as the back one. So that's really for hard. all you selfie fans out there. Yeah, the camera's good. The camera's really face. good on one. Mm. Um, and interestingly, at the event, I don't know why I noticed this, but he didn't call it a selfie camera. He said, for all of you guys using Snapchat and Facebook Live. Mm. So no one uses Facebook Live, do they? Of their face. What is this Snapchat of which you speak? Which incidentally is IPO next week. Anyway. But yeah, no, just uh, it's interesting to see another company who were sort of originally they had invite systems for their phones. You had to apply to get invited into their circle. Which worked brilliantly because it really throttled supply and demand. Yeah, and demand demand was was really high. Uh, But now you can get the OnePlus 3 on O2. and this will be available on O2 as well from the 22nd of November. Mm. Um, you can buy it sim-free in the US, 28th of November for the UK. And if you were after a OnePlus 3 and want to save a bit of money, uh, they've stopped making them now. So buy one right now. Because when they're gone, they're gone. Okay. You're looking at me now. Sorry, I was just... This is the first thing I saw. <laughs> I, I will. <laughs> Don't buy another phone, Charlotte. I, I think. Uh, I, I think uh, my. I really like mine. It's, it's brilliant. Uh, but uh, the battery life has gone to Ooh. pot. So I might buy a new battery. That's how they get. Although that feels you a bit. You can buy an upgradable battery. That's I know. Amazing. You can actually wow. take the back of your phone oh. off and unscrew it. I know. But so how do you I get d- past the proprietary screw system? Yeah, I, where the screwdriver. You're a proprietary <laughs> screw system. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is that what? What are your views on that? More knowledgeable consumer terms. Um, lithium-ion batteries will degrade over okay. time anyway. So Particularly so, if you leave them charged in overnight. I would just get a new phone, but that's <laughs> okay. I would. I'll just spend three hundred pounds instead. <laughs> I mean, True. yeah, it's it's. Yeah. I mean, Henry's right. It is it is a technical limitation. It also mm. suits phone manufacturers yeah. that the batteries get worse as they certainly grow. does. But and also they price them so that yeah, you could spend three hundred quid. I mean, I don't know how much a, a lithium ion battery would be. It's for about them. Uh, eight dollars. I found one for. Oh, sod it! Then why wouldn't? Yeah, it? yeah, I know. So I was thinking, just get. What, a new well, what if it explodes in your pocket? Well, then I'll I'll sort of um, just have some minor burns, probably. <laughs> Spend all that money you saved in yeah. the hospital. Yeah. Well, no, but we still have um, we still we still do have the national health service in place. So. Oh, that we still yeah. got a few. Yeah, no, we've still that. got that. Yeah. I've checked. Spend a little bit of the additional money on a flame retardant suit. Yep. <laughs> Problem solved. I'll buy them both <laughs> at welcome. the same time. <laughs> You'd have to wear the flame retardant suit underneath your other clothes, though, if it's going to be in your pocket. Yeah. And that's going to be bulky and impractical. Well, it's it's winter. So, it's fine. Oh, yeah, I can get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I thought it was interesting. <laughs> yes. Uh, given yes. that the the brand um, they their like le, motto is never settle, so it's kind of in keeping with that because never they never settle. But it's a yeah. terrible motto. Yeah. Well, it was well, more in his laser focus. But now they put it in my mind. I'm thinking <laughs> yeah. that it's the second best option. Why? Yeah. That's no, like saying no. They not, mean in terms not of actually mediocre. <laughs> no, no, they mean as in terms of they, they, they progress the and always, always striving, striving for, for the best. Yeah. Nil satis nisi optimum. Not yeah. as in like, don't get is married. That Everson, uh, <laughs> it is. <laughs> <outrageous>. <laughs> or as um, my friend used to say, nil satis nisi mid table obscurity. That was a football joke. Yeah. Oh, 
<laughs> what concerns me about the never settle motto is mm. if uh, my wife ever gets wind of that, there could be major changes <laughs> oh. in the Egan household. Oh. Don't put yourself down. Oh, thanks. Oh. She can do better. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who would this phone be targeted against, Henry, uh, in that price range? You know? uh, Four hundred pounds. Um, it's lower price than most of the other flagship exactly. phones on the market. But it's flagship spec, right? Yes, it mm. has six gigabytes of RAM, which means it's snappy as. Um, <laughs> that is ridiculous. That is like it's a lot. Like, that's, that's I'm glad you said that because I wouldn't PC. understand what that meant otherwise. It just means it can do lots quite fast. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> for the B to B journalists, yeah. <laughs> Uh, which I do know good, what RAM yeah. means on the plus side. Anyway, sorry. And also, it does have a cool feature um, to get nerdy for a minute. Um, you can charge an entire day's worth of power on it in half an hour mm-hmm. with included charger, which is pretty That's good. That's handy. And it, what that means is you don't have to leave it plugged in overnight. Yeah. So you can just kind of top it up. Which should should make the battery should, last it should longer. Is it bad for you leaving things plugged in for too long? It, it, that's a slightly controversial Bad point. for you? Sorry, I mean bad for your device. <laughs> the, uh, like... A good manufacturer should mean that it stops charging when it's charged. Right. If but... you put an $8 battery in your phone, you yeah. probably wouldn't be under warranty for what they promised. Why do you want to, to spend so much money on I don't want you to. <laughs> it's good for the company. I mean, good yes. for the country, not the country. Company. Good for the country if people spend money. Consumerism yes. is good. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I welcome our corporate openness. <laughs> I for one. Well, yeah, okay. the, uh, cool. uh, yeah, my Samsung's got the fast charger. It yeah. does make... It, actually, it's quite a significant... Like, but like, m- masses more battery life would be great. Mm. But fast charging does make a big difference. It's good. Yeah, it changes, it changes your habit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That you sounds good. I like the sound of that. Yeah, I'm sold. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> it does uh, but, sound really good. What, what's the drawbacks? Yeah. What's the catch? Oh, it runs Android. Fast, fast charge. It does run Android. Oh. Yeah, iPhones are notoriously now one of the last phones to not have fast charging. Yeah, right. uh, they do charge very slowly. But it, but Android is you know. If you're used to using an iPhone, you might not be able to manage Android. <laughs> yeah. Well, All that choice wouldn't be able you to. Yeah. yeah. You know, it'd be like, it'd be like coming to a roundabout and having yeah. several options. Oh, yeah, having the option of all those it. different uh, bugs and malware and viruses. Ooh. Oh, which one shall I have? David's getting sarky. Yeah, yeah. Who do I want to <laughs> empty my bank account? This post fact world, uh, yeah. David is I can say uh, regurgitating Apple uh, propaganda. propaganda. By the time you debunk it, I'll move on to the next large. But the thing that I thought after this event was for a company that also says they always listen to their fans, they take into account uh, everything, the feedback that they have on their phones. The answer to that this time, with minimal criticism for their last phone, was to immediately upgrade it to a phone those fans probably don't want to buy straight away. Hmm. Um, Which I thought was a little bit odd. In a way, they're improving it and they were like, we always want to keep innovating and keep... Almost as though that whole fan rhetoric is... Just marketing, just yeah. rubbish. Yeah, mm. pretty much. I mean, I mean, I think they had us with the One Plus One and the One Plus Two, mm. um, but they were saying he was quite honest. He was saying that the success of the One Plus One made them arrogant, mm. and that they, unfortunately, the phone that Charlotte owns wasn't good enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> can we um, can we take this away from the sorry. phone that Charlotte owns? <laughs> supposed to. I'm only repeating no, what no. was said. What what he said? He said that about my phone. Yeah. Specifically, my phone. Yeah, they said that enough. one wasn't good enough. Uh, okay, fair enough. So that they stepped it up nice. for these these new ones. I think. Cool. I mean, this is the classic startup issue as well. I know they're not yes. like it, but they they the upstart issue, let's say, mm. in that they came into a market. Everyone was stripped down. They made one products. Mm. They you know they had a really tight. Um, production line they had very good control of stock as we said you know you had to get an invite to buy one and all that stuff um 
so that's great and then you, you've got a huge success on your hands and you can make a good profit how you then expand to become a mass market mm. product is classically quite tricky yeah no one's heard of them literally no, no one i've ever spoken to has heard of oneplus people are like what's your phone oneplus two what's that <laughs> like no no one knows what it is so no one's actually impressed by it at all so there you go on that that's a very sad note to end on yeah yeah sorry <laughs> well uh let's let's go around the room uh one love or one of these days i'm gonna walk right over you uh, henry burrell one love i like it still David Price. Yeah, one love. I think I might just throw oh, in all my no. iPhones and just get this. It sounds much better. <laughs> that, that will oh be a controversial editor. That's starts recommending. One plus Android world. <laughs> I'll be do that. Yeah, Charlotte G with your outmoded and out of date one plus phone. Yeah, I still, I still would say one love. One love. Wonderful. Thank you for listening to this edition of the UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Get in touch and let us know your thoughts and opinions on our thoughts and opinions. Uh, you can tweet us at UK Tech Podcast or email editor at idg.co.uk. We'll be back next week with more informed and uninformed opinion on the hottest topics in tech. Until then, find us on Acast, iTunes, SoundClouds and everywhere else. Uh, subscribe, review us, tell your friends. Until then, say goodbye team. Goodbye Bye. team. Bye. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.